welcome. Let's say again, it goes round fast, doesn't it? But we are delighted to be here again for Business Blondes. And we have the fabulous Lynn Page joining us, who I will introduce properly um, very shortly. But in the interim, as always, we just wanted to discuss kind of how things are going for people and what's showed up in your world this week. So I'm going to start with you, Sam, please. How's your week? Oh, my week has been very lovely. Thank you. Although I just have to, to share, um, I just feel very sad today. I learned some really sad news this morning. Um, it was really, really bizarre because I was just about to deliver um, a well-being a mental health course it's like a six-week program and I was just getting ready for it and I was preparing for it and I had um I had a message from a, an old colleague to let me know that sadly we'd lost another one of our mutual old colleagues who had mm -hmm. taken their own life and um it's just absolutely thrown me because she was the life and soul of the party this lady she was you know, you heard Terry before you saw her. She was one of those ladies that you were just drawn to. You just wanted to be around all the time. And, yeah, so it was, I mean, it was so profound because literally it was minutes before I was delivering this workshop. So, I mean, it, it gave me some great sort of emotional material to discuss. But, yeah, so that's that's my show. A great week, but it's rocked me completely today. Oh, my love, I can only imagine. It's so heartbreaking isn't it when we it's so heartbreaking when we lose anybody but I think when we lose somebody who's taken their own life the the fact that you know how sad they must have been themselves yeah. adds a layer of grief doesn't it yeah yeah so thank you lady thanks for share that with you guys sending you a massive big hug my love thank you Caroline my love how about you I'm sorry to hear that, Sam. Um, I used to be a Samaritan um, on the phones and you don't know what, what goes on in people's lives. And the thing when people are left behind, you always think, could I have done something? Did I, could I have spotted something? And quite often you, you never know. Um, which is why I became a life coach, because I want to help people live brilliantly. So I've had a really good week. Um, graduation day tomorrow uh, and for my students and I shall be wearing trust me I'm a life coach which I have commissioned by one of my clients I love it big big day on Saturday I mean not tomorrow Saturday there'll be a glass of champagne on zoom me wearing my t-shirt and lots of coaches going out into the world to change the world so happy days Oh, that's amazing. You should be so proud. Yeah, it was your biggest academy this time, wasn't it? Was it 25? Five students all get yeah. their wings, helping the world. <laughs> but what I love about that is if we think back a year ago when you first had to take your first one online and you were like, can't do this, it's not going to work. And now here you are a year later and you're delivering the biggest um, that you've ever had. I think it just shows the, the power of positive mindset and having a, having a will-do attitude. It's it's online is the way forward for me now. It's enabled more people to join Africa and LA, all sorts of people coming in. And I'm very, very grateful for, for that and having that kind of flexible business. So yeah, it's a big day Saturday and I'm very proud of them all. Thank you. Thank you. Penny, my love, how about you? Yeah, Sam, it does get you in the guts when you hear things like that. It's um 
makes you swallow hard, doesn't it? Because we all know, you know, tough times as well. And um, yeah, as, as Kim says, relating to the person and what, why, why they were that down, why that life was that tough, is really hard. Um, congratulations, Caroline. I'm very excited about what you've achieved. Um, yeah, well, actually, what I wrote down, I wanted to talk about, which, which is really pertinent, which is love in business. It came up today in our community. So we've created this community called Bit 100, and it's called Diversity of Skills, Commonality of Kindness is sort of our strap line to it. And it's skilled experts. And when we've been recruiting, we've got 47 now out of 100. We've been really looking for people that feel comfortable to use the word love in the business environment. And, and I just think that, you know, it's so important to us all to feel love. The three of uh, the four of us, when we're together, and now Lynn in this in our group today, you know, there's always an energy of love. And there are so many people that don't know how to access love. And um, I heard this. I was I'm a real fan of Grey's Anatomy. Has anybody watched Grey's Anatomy? Oh my God, I'm on series nine, and it, I do it on my iPad, and I do my makeup with it, and then I follow it downstairs, and I watch it while I'm making my first coffee, and then I watch it at lunchtime while I'm making my lunch. Follows me around like that. There was a quote in it which I absolutely loved, and it was Meredith Grey said this: "Because when you deeply know who you are, it's easier to know what you're about, and ultimately know what you need." And I really like that. And I think, you know, just to follow on from what you said, Sam, is this need that we all have to feel loved. And, and sometimes we just don't know where to get that feeling, do we? No, that's so true. And you're right. I think sometimes we, I don't know if this is just the way that we were brought up, where it's like business was about business and emotions were about emotions and never the two should, never the two should meet. And yet we are all human beings. We are just doing things in business, still being human. So, who we are and our emotions are still so critical. And, you know, one of the things that, that I've done this week that I'm quite proud of is I've just become a, an accredited practitioner in reading emotions on people's faces. So uh, reading the um, 16 emotions that we show globally, whether or not, even if we were born blind, we would show these emotions the same way. And it's a real way of being able to detect how somebody's really feeling, even if they are trying really hard to suppress it. Um, and these micro expressions can last less than one twenty-fifth of a second. So they're fleeting, but the amount of information they can give us is priceless. And, you know, hopefully being able to help people and share that would help people able to communicate better and understand how someone's really feeling, even if they're telling us one thing. But we sometimes have that gut feel, don't we, where we, we know. And, and for me, what's important about it is, it's putting the emotion back into business because we can't do one without the other. Oh, we can't. Loved and supported, we can't be our best. And I think, you know, we need to create that safe space to be able to talk about this for people, don't we? We're yeah, it's, and it's really interesting what you say yeah. as well, Kim Adele, because I heard, I was on a platform about 20 years ago with a guy called Alan Pease, and he was a, a, a behave, a, what's it called, body language expert. <laughs> And he shared some of that, not probably as scientifically as you now know it 20 years on, but he said that's why Botox and going under the knife on your face is so damaging for your ability to relate to people. Oh, so it's so true because even though you might go, well, it's all right, you, Kim, you know, you know them, the rest of us don't, subconsciously we know them. So whenever you get that feeling where you go, mm, something's just a little bit off about that picture, about that person or about... I don't trust what they're saying. It'll be because you will have your subconscious will have spotted one of these. And when we use Botox, 
we stop our ability to be able to do them. So, you know, there was a there was a recent video of somebody who had a lot of Botox who was genuinely distraught, but because she was unable to make any of the muscle movements, you didn't believe her. Um, and yet she was clearly absolutely distraught, but the disconnect was there was there was none of these movements that made it feel genuine. Um, no. I think that it's such a shame, isn't it, that we, in our drive to be perfect, we're actually losing ourselves. I think Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was interviewed on Graham Norton this week. I don't know if you saw it. It's like he was a different man. He's had it all done. Uh, so shame. Sorry, Sam. No, I was, I was just about to say, my clients often say, Sam, your eyebrows are giving it away because I, I talk with my eyebrows all the time and I can't control them. And I, I try, but I just know, like, if, if they've said something and they know that, you know, it's them procrastinating um, apparently my eyebrows just <laughs> just give the sign of disapproval all the time <laughs> i love it never ever change anyway it is my absolute utter pleasure to introduce you to my fabulous friend who i met we were just chatting about this i met a, almost exactly a year ago um at a networking group which was the first one that you'd been to the first one i'd hosted um, so I think we were both in that nervous spot, but I've just become firm friends. And what I absolutely adore about this lady is she um, gave up her uh, job 30 years in a bank. So we've got banking in common to follow her passion for travel, which was February last year. So I'll just let that sink in. February last year, she started up a business in travel. And rather than actually turn around and go, oh, this is a bit awkward, isn't it? Not such a great time. What I love is your passion for just finding the positive and in the last year you've become the columnist for our local um newspaper talking about travel you've really raised the profile and you've absolutely not let the situation pull you back but use it to find the way of actually still going strong and still believing in your business which I really admire you for so you. lovely Lynn Tell us about your journey, please. Oh, thank you for inviting me, ladies. It's a real honour. I, I love to watch you all every week. Um, yeah, my journey, I um, worked in a bank straight from school. Um, I just thought, well, I'll, I'll, I'll work in a bank until I know what I want to do as a career. Not really realising it would take me over 30 years to realise that I wanted to be in travel and not finance. Um I did loads of different jobs in the bank, worked in lots of different branches, um, and eventually it was having a detrimental effect on my mental health. Um, and I ended up taking quite a lot of time off work. Um, it was a really, really tough time. It got to the stage after a lot of therapy um, and a lot of medication. Um, it got to the point where I'd said to my husband, I just can't go back there. It was a toxic environment. It was just draining me um, and I just didn't want to be that person anymore. Um, and actually, it was my brother that had said to me, um, you love traveling and you're always giving people help and advice, telling them where to go, what to do, um, you know, telling them what trips to go on and things like that. He said, why don't you look at a homeworking franchise? And then it would help with your anxiety because you can work from home um, and it's something that you love. So I discussed it with my husband. I did a lot of research, um, not realising that Travel PA, who I was booking my holidays with myself anyway for many years, did a homeworking franchise. So um, 
I contacted my travel agent, Travel PA, and she gave me the general manager's name and I gave her a call and we had a good old long chat and she was very patient with me because my anxiety was still quite high at that time. So obviously I had loads of questions. Um, me and my catastrophic thinking were, oh, what if this goes wrong? What if it doesn't work? Not once did I think, what if there's a global pandemic? <laughs> So, um, yeah, we decided to use our savings, bought into the franchise. Um, so I started with the bank on the 1st of March 1988 and I left on the 10th of October 2019. Started my training uh, to retrain as a travel agent on the 22nd of October 2019. Launched my business on the 2nd of January 2020 and then along came COVID-19. But I thought I thought that I was actually one of the lucky ones in the travel industry because I didn't have loads of bookings that I had to then reschedule, cancel, um, try and get refunds back for. There was a few, but I got those sorted. Um, and I actually took it as an opportunity to learn as much as I could about um, this industry that I was so new to. So I did training webinars every day. I was learning about countries I'd not been to, um, all different cultures and food, all sorts. Um, oh, thank you, Tim. <laughs> and um, I just really enjoyed it and I wanted to get my brand out there. So I joined um, Love Biz Networking and met Adele. And oh, I'm so thankful that I did. Um, it was just fantastic. Um, and I did loads of networking that I hadn't done before. Um, set up my Facebook page, managed to get my brand out there. And then one night when I couldn't sleep, I just thought, I never see anything about travel in our local newspaper. So I'll just email the editor and see if anybody does a travel blog. And she came straight back to me the next morning and said, actually, no, we don't. Would you like to do an article? And I'll have a look at it. And she published it that week and then offered me a four weekly regular column. So I've been writing the travel column every month um, since July last year. Um, and that has reignited my love of uh, writing as well. <laughs> That's fantastic. My goodness, do you know what, Lynn? There are business owners that have been going for years that haven't been able to be that um, <laughs> creative and that tenacious. I've really, it's so inspiring to hear what you've just said. Can I Thank dig you. into it a bit more? Because I'm really curious. Yes, of course. Travel always stresses me. Thomas <laughs> and I, whenever we arrive somewhere, have this i don't know whether you know this feeling girls this sickly feeling that you just don't know what it's going to be like when you get there and you yeah at, you can't almost enjoy that moment of going around the corner um what how, what do you do what's what's different about what travel pa does then so what and i do, do, do is yeah you just tell me your idea of where you want to go um, if you've seen somewhere in particular, I can find it for you and I will put a deal together for you. And it means that I will look after you before you go and get everything sorted for you. If there's anything special you want doing, I can get that organised. Um, I'll be there as a support while you're away. So I'm always on the other end of the phone. If you want to ring me, WhatsApp me, email me. I've had people ring me at half past 10 on a Sunday night saying I can't print my boarding cards off. And I'm saying, well, you don't need to. You just need a nap. It's fine. Um, you know, and... I'll also be there afterwards. 
So you haven't got to sit looking at the internet for hours on end thinking, I'm sure I saw a deal somewhere and I've looked at so many places, I can't remember which one it is, because I'll do it for you. And um, my services are free of charge as well. Gosh, that sounds su such heaven. So do you have, <laughs> as a franchisee, do you have your own unique website? So I've just on a, gone on the Travel PA website. Do you have... Well, I have yours. a micro site, but I'm just in the middle of having my main website built. It should be live by next week. What, what will the URL be? It will be www.linpagetravel-pa.co.uk. I'm writing it down. So, Lynn, what's your, sorry, I was just going to say, what are your kind of obstacles right now looking at the year ahead? Is it not knowing where we can go? How we can yeah, go? it's um, since the um, Global Travel Task Force did their last announcement around the 12th of April and they said, um, you know, we'll review it again for the 12th of May. Um, there was a lot of talk about a vaccine passport, which is actually, you know, it's been very controversial. That's what my last column was about in the newspaper. And it did. Uh, there was quite a lot of comments about it. Um, people are still a bit wary as to whether they can go abroad. Um, and their Grant Shapps has said we need a PCR test whether we're vaccinated or not before we leave the country and before we come back. However, the UK seem to charge so much more for PCR tests than anywhere else in the world. So he is in negotiation to reduce the prices. Um, he has got one company that's got it down um, to £60, um, but it still adds a lot on to a family holiday. So if you've got a family of four, He's also looking at whether we can take our own lateral flow tests with us, the free ones that you get from the NHS. He's looking to see whether we can take, we can take those with us while we're abroad, do the lateral flow test, and that'll be okay for us when we come back from a, a green country. But I think things are... Sorry. Sorry, lovely. What's, what's the appetite for travel, do you think? Um, is, is there an appetite this year? Are most people thinking, actually, I'm going to leave it this year and have a staycation? Yeah. And maybe like Penny has, invest in a mobile home to enjoy? Um, or, you know, are people really, really vying for that two weeks of sun, sea, sand and sangria? Um, so, so many different inquiries that I've had. I've had quite a lot of staycations. Um, things are getting booked up for the school holidays, as you can imagine, um, and the prices have gone sky high for a lot of the staycations. Um, I've got people that are booking towards the end of the year, um, November, December time, and I have started taking bookings for 2022 and some inquiries for 2023, believe it or not. Right. Um, so, yeah, people are desperate to travel. They just want a bit more certainty from the government. It's really but I will always check that out. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, so as Sam said, we bought a, a motorhome and we bought it last year. And, and we've always fancied having one. And last year seemed a good year to buy one if there was ever one. Um, and I'm finding it really hard to actually find right locations. Is the English Tourist Board doing anything to help? around tourism in in britain not that i'm aware of yeah. no and there's, there's so few co companies that are dealing there, there seems to be the same companies that are dealing with uk staycations 
Um, and it depends whether you want, like you would want a campsite or whether you would want um, a hotel or a cottage or a lodge or a holiday caravan park. Um, and there, there are a lot of unusual places to stay. We can do glamping pods. I did um, quotes last week for somebody who wanted somewhere unusual and I quoted for an old prison um, and also a an old railway carriage and you can actually stay in the railway carriage um so yeah there's there's a lot of different things out there yeah this weekend we're going down to cornwall to see my son and he's living down there at the moment we're staying in a converted bus on a campsite fabulous <laughs> i love it that's amazing lynn so um tim's asked have you noticed the price is high as a result of the staycations yes yes i have definitely um but i think the prices have hiked not just for staycations but for holidays abroad i think the days of getting that bargain last minute holiday have gone um because the companies need to claw back their money don't they that they've lost over the last 12 months so yeah i think the prices have hiked everywhere do you think lynn um i mean i i had um quite a big holiday organized for october last year it was actually my husband's 50th birthday celebration um, and obviously it was cancelled, um, you know, like most most of people's holidays last year. Um, I'm thinking of rebooking it for 2022, sort of October yeah. time. Do you think the prices are going to be, you know, majorly hiked still by 2022? Because I'm a little bit fearful of, you know, the budget that I had for that holiday last year. How much more am I going to have to add to that pot to cover it, you know, for 2022? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Um, well, having looked at um, holidays for next year, and I have actually booked a couple for 2022, um, one as far as September next year, um, the, the prices aren't that massively different. The only thing we have to be aware of is airlines don't release their flights until 11 months before departure. Um, so that's what you we can only give a guide as to how much the flight will be at that time. And we can't give you a specific price until they are actually released by the airline. I wondered also from a from a business point of view, um, if you were going to encourage somebody else maybe to start a travel business. So how, do, how does the model work? Because what you said there was that your services are free of charge. So. How do you make your money, Lynn? Who, who pays you? So I work on a commission-only basis, so I only earn any money when people travel. So you can imagine over the last year, it's been really, really tough. Um, so, for example, something as simple as if you if you saw online a Jet2 package holiday um, and you saw the price, I could book that holiday for you at exactly the same price. It just means that Jet2 would pay me the commission rather than they keep it. But then you would also have me to help you and support you through all of it and my services. Um, so, yeah, that's how I make my money. Um, and as it as I haven't, I've, I've had to take a couple of extra jobs over the last um, year. So I even did... Um, call handling for the NHS test and trace over Christmas and now I'm doing an admin job for a friend so just until travel picks up. But it's amazing how the travel industry has changed because you used to go to the high street 
bring a load of magazines this thick <laughs> and go through and put across, put across, take them all back, yeah. sit for hours. Oh, no, computer says no. And then... <laughs> And then you get your like your seventh choice arriving at three in the morning, and it's like now it's all bespoke. It's wonderful. Yeah. If you want, if you yeah. want flowers in your room, a bottle of something by the bed, you, you can do all of this wonderful stuff now. And I suppose that's the joy of your business is the bespoke and customized packaging. It is. Yeah, you can really personalize it to each individual. My strap line is: I don't just book holidays; I design them. Ooh, so. I can make them personal to you. Also, I'll refer to the legend that is Eamon Holmes, who um, on this morning said travel agents used to be a thing of the past and now they're a thing of the future. Ooh, very good. Love it. And, so, and so with UK, oh, sorry, Kim. So with UK stuff, is it the same? Can you still, um, like, arrange a holiday and still get a commission from that yeah. what from yeah. the hotels yes yeah well we use um tour operators and um suppliers so we oh, would right. go to them so for example if you saw a hotel on expedia i can book it for you through expedia and expedia would pay me the same as if you saw a cottage on host seasons um i would get it at exactly the same price but host seasons would pay me rather than right. keep the money so yeah that's how i work some beautiful unique places in Britain oh, there is. we really so good to explore and i actually <clears throat> i actually do like the idea of hold people holidaying in britain quite a lot because it keeps the money in the economy yeah we need, I know we need to i know we need to support the airlines and all of these other people that are around the whole ecosystem of travel but there is something special, but I like the idea of, of you helping to organise it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And as Tim says, you know, you've shown such resilience and strength and helped him massively booking and sorting out cancellations when COVID hit. And I know from our conversations at the time, that's really, I guess, where it came into its own, wasn't it? Whereas a lot of people that had gone and booked their own package holiday or their own holiday in the UK and were now left hanging on the end of a phone, trying yeah. desperately to work out what, what can I do with that and how can I move it? Anybody who booked with you got to just give you that challenge. <laughs> I love a challenge anyway. <laughs> I think I that's, that's a really good point that you made, though, about the, the way that you earn the money. And, and Caroline, I had to chuckle when you were saying that because I remember my mum, bless her, you know, going to get the pile of brochures coming home and being on the phone for hours and hours to you know, holiday operators trying to get the free child places and yeah. I can see the stress and the steam coming out of much literally she probably spent you know eight or a good eight hours uh, every summer on the phone trying to get these you know free child places which or on teletext <laughs> yeah she, you know, she didn't really do teletext it was all on the phone my mum likes to talk and um, hi mum if you want to um, <laughs> But I was I was just thinking, Lynn, I would have assumed that you would have charged a fee for your services. So I think um, just like maybe an IFA would, would do. So maybe that's a great education piece for for us, your audience, your customers, just to let them know how it works. Because, yeah, I wrongly would have assumed that you would have charged me a fee for organising my holiday. No. no. Well, what, um, what you see is what um, you get. <laughs> Fabulous. I'm there. I'll be in touch. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I can't believe that we're nearly out of time, Lovely. Oh, wow. it, always, 
it always always flies and it's always such a delight to chat to you Lynn but before we go if you could share one top tip with people right now whether it's for business or for travel what would it be don't give up that's what that's why I say that's what I've learned over the last year it's don't give up and always be kind I love that and you demonstrate both of those in abundance my lovely you are you. Always, always kind and I've never yet seen you give up nor do I think I ever will um Penny my lovely how about you have you got a top tip for our viewers yeah, well, I'm going to be starting to arrange networks because <clears throat> we used to do these with the academy and uh, they were really, really popular. I think we had about 200 people gathered once for a network across the South Downs. So I'd say, you know, it's, now it's getting a little bit warmer and sunnier. Um, why don't you arrange a little network walk with some people? Oh, I love that. Exercise and socialisation. That's amazing. Really, really nice. People love it. Take a picnic. Yeah. That sounds cool. Love to give that a try. And I'm going to go to the lovely Caroline, please. Um, I have a thing here in my office called the Spreadsheets of Love. And I put all my friends and all the people's spreadsheets, like Barry White, I put all my friends and people that I like on it. Before I came on the call, I reached out to someone I haven't heard from for a while. And I do this because of things like Sam's bit of horrible news. You never know who you haven't heard from for a while if they're suffering, why they're silent. So on my spreadsheets of love, two minutes before we come, I've, I've, I've just messaged someone. So I would say my tip is reach out. Like the four oh, tops, yeah. reach out. And I love it. And so true. We'd never know what somebody else is, is going through. And sometimes you just get that moment, don't you? I was walking to nursery yesterday and somebody I don't know at all walked up behind and said, can I just say you look lovely? And I was like, that's totally made my day they didn't realize I was having a really bad week so you just never know do you when someone's gonna do something that touches your heart so reach out is amazing lovely Sam can I come to you now please um yes well Caroline has just stolen my words um because I actually shared uh, on LinkedIn this morning you know that that message and I just said I ended it with just check in with somebody today and make a difference to their lives because like you just said, you just never know. You might hit at the right time. So, yeah. Amazing. So, so true. So what's going to be my tip? Well, I think I'm going to follow on from, from pretty much all of them, which is be kind and share the love. I think sometimes we, we kind of, we don't put it out there to let people know that we care or that we love them or that there's something about them that we admire, whatever that is. But actually, let's make this week the week that we go and do that, that we go and be the rain in somebody's rainbow, to quote Maya Angelou. Lynn, it's been an absolute delight, my love. I am looking forward to our coffee and ketchup. Um, everybody else, it's always a joy to chat to you. If you would like to be in Lynn's chair, then please do get in touch with us at www.businessblondes.tv. And in the interim, stay safe. Take care and be kind. See you next week.